0: Hey, what's going on, Camcast? All right, you already know what time it is. Another Marvel movie has dropped, and I know I'm a couple days late for it, but I assure you, I saw it the day that it came out on Thursday, and uh, uh, it was really, it was really exciting, and I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, this is gonna be kind of two parts. So the first half is gonna be the things that I can talk about, things that I, you know, my initial thoughts in the movie, and the second half is gonna be a lot of the spoiler talk. So we're gonna be doing that. Um, if my voice sounds kind of weird, I'm just really congested the last, the last week or so, you know, weather in Southern California went from hot to cold and now it's hot again. So it normally throws me off. Um, so go ahead and just please try to bear with me, but I got to get this out. It's really important. Um, you know, I gotta, you guys know, I love talking about my Marvel movies. So let's start with, with, with Shang-Chi and and the the Legend of the Ten Rings. To begin, the actor, the actor who plays Shang-Chi, his name is, I believe I'm pronouncing it right, Simu Liu. Or Sim it's one of those two. Um, he's fantastic. Okay, Marvel does a really good job of making sure they put the right people in these roles, and Sim Liu is just completely captivating on screen. He's very relatable. You know, he he starts this movie off as being just a a, a car valet in San Francisco, and he just likes to hang out with his his friend Katie, played by Aquafina, on the weekends. Um, doesn't take his life too seriously, you know, and now we know we know we understand why. As a kid, he was trained to be an assassin, basically, and um, so now everything after that, he just wants to enjoy his life and be his his be be his own man and be Sean, you know, instead of Shang Chi. Um, but O'Simleyu no, is is absolutely fantastic. He is amazing. He he does a lot of his own stunts. He's very you know charismatic. He's funny. Uh, really really great. And it's going to be exciting to see him in the MCU moving forward. Then we'll go to Aquafina. I haven't seen her in very many things. But every time Aquafina is in something, she is fantastic. She's just funny. She knows the right notes and the right cadence to say jokes, and it lands every single time. Like her in in uh, Jumanji: The Next Level, she's funny playing a you know basically Danny DeVito. She was absolutely hilarious in that movie, and she's really good in this one as a side character and being you know our our uh, protagonist's best friend. She's great. Um, Another character, I don't want to get her name wrong either, so I'm not even going to say it, it's, it's, it's uh, Shang-Chi's sister, and I think her name is Long. Uh she's really good, really good action star, uh, I don't know her from anything else, but in this movie she was really good, um, then I'm going to go to the most, I think the best part about this movie is the fact that they had a really strong villain, in Marvel movies, you know, you never really have a super super strong villain, and that's always been kind of the gripe with the Marvel movies. I know you have your villains like Loki and Thanos and Killmonger, and I'm sure there's a couple others, but the Mandarin in this movie is spectacular. You know, the Mandarin is played by uh, is I don't know his it's I don't know his name, but the Mandarin in this movie is Shang Chi's dad. So there's a lot to unpack there, and the movie does a really good job of setting up the the backstory throughout the film. You know, showing Shang-Chi as he's a child, as he's a teenager, when he's sent off at 14 years old to basically kill the person responsible for killing his mother. And there's a lot of depth there. You know, you could tell that Shang-Chi, our, our main character, has a lot of issues with what his father's done and how he's basically put the Ten Rings, you know, his his weapons, above him and his sister. And it really weighs on him, and it weighs on him the entire movie until you get to that final part of the movie where he has to make a decision and... Um, you know, it, it, it's just played very well. And you, you really do buy the Mandarin's, uh, his premise and his actions because the movie does a really good job of explaining why he would think this way or why he is this way. And a lot of Marvel movies haven't done that in the past. So I got to salute the movie for doing it correctly in this one. Um, it's really effective. And I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the movie. It's, you know, it's a father-son dynamic played up to the extreme. You know, they're fighting each other, going for, going for it all. And... Basically, you know, the Mandarin has these ten rings, which they don't really tell us an origin of these ten rings, in the in you know the first half of the movie or in general. Um, but I'll talk about that more in the spoiler section of this movie. Um, I think the biggest thing this movie had going for it is the the fight choreography. The fight choreography is second to none in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I really think this is the best fight hand to hand combat we've seen in any movie uh, within the MCU. Secondly, I think. Uh, Before this, it was probably Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I mean, the hand-to-hand combat in that movie was spectacular. It was real gritty. um, really, really good. This movie did a really good job with the hand-to-hand combat, you know, with playing up the kung fu aspect and a lot of the the martial arts that that were at play here, and it was great. I mean, that first hour of the movie is absolutely spectacular with all the the hand-to-hand combat. You know, they had that whole bus scene in the first 20 minutes of the film that, you know, you've seen in the trailers. And it is so played up, and it's so extravagant, and it's it's great. Um, that's where Simley really really shines in his athletic prowess and his ability to, uh, you know, fight and and be believable in the in the fights. Uh, I don't know how how I I know he's doing a lot of the things on his own. He's a very athletic guy, so it's kind of it, it's not kind of it, it is it is impressive. Um, so that part of the movie is just absolutely spectacular. So in the second half, when it's more CGI heavy and there's less. Uh, hand-to-hand combat, at least you have the first half to kind of anchor you down into the world and make it seem a lot more relatable and a lot more palpable than the second half is. Because the second half does get a little, it's a little crazy. It's a lot to, there's a lot to digest. Not quite like the Suicide Squad, you know, James Gunn's movie, which I did a review on uh, two weeks ago, which was just absolutely insane in the second half. This one wasn't insane. It was more believable because they led us up to this. Um, But it was still quite a bit on screen. Um, so that's kind of my, my, my first over the first half of this, this pod right now. I want to get into the spoilers next, but overall I go watch this movie, you guys. It's a really, really fun time. I enjoyed it a lot. I think that Shang-Chi is going to be a really fun character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe moving forward. And I give this movie a solid eight out of 10. Um, I'm probably going to try to watch it again, uh, this weekend, you know, being in a long weekend for Labor Day. And, uh, I, I hope everyone sees it supports the film that way. Um, uh, when the Eternals and Spider-Man are released later this year, they're going to continue to have them at the same release date. because there was word that if this one didn't perform that well, then they would push back the other two movies so that way they can make their money. But it seems like um you it seems like uh, uh, it seems like this one's going to do good. It seems like it's going to kill it on Labor Day weekend, so that's really good news. Um, so now we're going to get into some spoiler talk, and spoilers happen in three, two, one. So this movie was really, there's a lot that, that happened in this movie, Okay, Like, let me, let me just start off like this. This movie basically retconned all of Iron Man 3 because, I, and I called this when the movie was going on, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if they brought Ben Kingsley back who was Trevor who basically played the effective, the, the actor Mandarin in Iron Man 3? And they did. And he wasn't just there for like a scene. He entered in, this, in the half of the movie and he stayed for the duration of the rest of the film and it was really funny. Um, I'm not sure how they got him. I'm glad that they did, you know, with some type of tie back to the previous films and it basically retconned Iron Man three, which everyone had issues with. So I just thought it was really funny. You know, him, it's, I, it, I just thought it was really, the way it was done was really well done because, you know, we needed a little bit of comic relief because Aquafina was doing some of the comic relief and then Ben Kingsley did it too. So it worked out really well. Um, And then uh, another, you know, it's, it just, I really, really enjoyed that aspect of the movie. So, you know the final the final scene is it's a lot of cgi you have thing fang foom who is in the comics a a dragon basically from space and from inter, an interdimensional dragon who has all types of powers and he fights this like soul sucker which is you know kind of ambient of uh of the suicide squad <clears throat> but it was pretty insane and uh that part was wild but the part that i really want to talk about here is the end credit scene because the end credit scene was absolutely spectacular So we all knew that somehow Shang-Chi was going to be brought into the the cinematic universe here, you know, with the Marvel heroes and all that. I just wasn't sure how it was going to happen, and that was part of my excitement going into the movie is figuring out how they were going to bring Shang-Chi into, you know, the Avengers and be part of the cinematic universe. So, you know, to begin in the first half of the movie, you see Wong from Doctor Strange fighting the Abomination from the Incredible Hulk, and they're fighting, but they seem to be like allies, like they're not enemies. Um, so that part was kind of interesting, and then Wong does a portal, and they kind of go into it looks like uh, like a uh, like the hangar where they they had all the guys at the end of Civil War. That's kind of what it looked like to me, but I'm not 100 percent sure, so I'll have to keep looking on that. But then at the end of the movie, you know, uh, Shang Chi and and, uh, and Katie are talking to their friends about how they basically saved the world, and no one believes them. And all of a sudden, you see the you know the Wong do this you know the, the portal. He goes through, and he's like, "Do you have the rings?" And Shang-Chi's like, well, yeah. And he's like, okay, come with me. So him and Katie go through the portal. And the movie ends. And I was like, okay, is that really how they're going to end it? So then within like two minutes later, it's like a post credit scene. And it's another like three minutes of the movie. And basically it's Katie, Shang-Chi, and Wong talking to two hologram versions of Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner. Okay, Captain Marvel has her full hair. And Bruce Banner ha- is is a human again. And he has his arm in a sleeve. So the the thought process for me is... This is three to five months after the events of Endgame, okay? And somehow Bruce has figured out how to become Bruce again, uh, and he's not Professor Hulk, which I'm just so stoked about because I absolutely hated Professor Hulk. You know, the whole, it's, it's like I was made for this, you know? And his mouth's like to the side. I thought that shit was so corny, and I hated it so much. But, so they're talking about the Ten Rings, and that's kind of like the whole premise of this end credit scene is, and is, is, what are these Ten Rings? Basically, Captain Marvel's like, you know, this is nothing that they, I've seen. I don't think it's alien at all. Bruce Banner's like, I don't think this, is, this was made here. This can't be from here. It's got to be, you know. And then Shang-Chi's like, this is, you know, 6,000 years old. And then they zoom in on it, and it turns out that it's emitting some type of beacon. It's basically calling out to somebody, and we're not sure who it is. And no one is really sure who it is. To which Bruce Banner's like, well, welcome to the circus. Basically indoctrinating Shang-Chi into being an Avenger. And, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting because both of them have already gone through so much. Them being, you know, Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel, um, with Thanos and everything else they've had to conquer. They, they're not sure what's next and they're just ready for it to, they're just ready for the next thing. You know, welcome to the circus. This is basically, this is what you do. You help the, you, you help save the planet. You fight the fights that nobody else can fight. And this is what you do. And I'm really curious if the rings have anything to do with the eternals. Okay. I have a feeling because that these if these rings have been on Earth the entire time and they're 6,000 years old, there's a chance that it's Eternal-based. I'm not sure how else they would want to tie in these Ten Rings, but the Ten Rings are essentially a character, and that's why it's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I think that the title was very important, and it was very specific, because I think the Ten Rings are going to be bringing in some type of either big bad or some type of entity to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that... that, that Based off of the beacon, like they're luring in somebody. So I think that's really interesting. Um, for me, that was the most exciting part of the entire movie. Not saying that the movie was bad, but that was the part I was really looking forward to. How are they going to bring Shang Chi into the MCU? How are they going to, uh, you know, make him interact with the other characters that we have so far? And he's there. And right now, he's a very OP Avenger. Okay, with the ten rings and his basically his mystical powers that he gets from ta Lo, and I, which I think that he got from Fing Fang Foom, he is truly. Uh, OP, he's just completely overpowered and it's great. Uh, so I'm really excited for what they do with that moving forward. And luckily we don't have to wait that long, okay, for another movie. We just have to wait till November and the Eternals comes in. And then in September we have Spider-Man. And then in between there we have Hawkeye and we have Miss Marvel. And we still have the What If show, which is absolutely incredible. The What If show I think is better than the other shows we've gotten in, in on Disney Plus this year. That What If show is great. It's telling some really, really dark stories, and uh, I don't know. I'm just really lo- except for the first episode. Every other episode, I'm absolutely loving. But uh, yeah, you guys, that that end credit scene. Make sure you watch it. Uh, watch some There's a there's a guy on YouTube. His name is Heavy Spoilers. He does a pretty good breakdown of it. So that's where I got some of my information from. But other than that, I'm really excited for Shang Chi moving forward into the you know into the into the fray can't wait to see how he meshes with some of the other guys like i think him and peter parker are going to get along really really well they're going to be like boys i bet uh, so i'm just really excited for that and uh, you know just it's just good to be talking about movies in the movie theater again go to the movie theater you guys go in there wear a mask but go in there it's it's a great time you're going to love it it's a movie theater it's a movie that needs to be seen in the theaters and not just on your tv screen illegally streamed or streamed legally you know you, you, you got to go watch it it's good um, but other than that, I'm looking forward to the next Marvel talk. I'll probably be doing a, might uh, uh, be doing a Angels talk pretty soon to be talking about their off season. So that'd probably be in about a couple weeks. Um, I'll do a the What If conclusion pretty soon. I want to do a movie review on a couple of movies that are really close to my heart. Either I want to talk about Holes or I want to talk about School of Rock. So let me know down in the comments which one you'd want me to talk about: Holes or School of Rock. Um, Both those movies are really, they came around around about the same time, I think 2005, 2006, and they're both amazing films. And those are two of the movies I remember watching over and over again as a kid. And School of Rock just came on uh, on Netflix, so I watched that uh, this morning and it just makes me really happy. Uh, But it's either going to be that or Holes Next for my Camcast movie reviews, which I haven't done in a while. Um, Also, I kind of stopped my Marvel Cinematic Universe movie reviews because I got to Iron Man 3 and I kind of stopped. I have a lot of stuff I got to do. Uh, work's just been busy, but I'm trying to I'll I'll try to do a better uh, job of getting that out. But uh, let me know what you thought of Shang-Chi in the in the uh, in the comments below, guys, or message me on CamCast on Instagram. That's at cam.cast at k a m dot k a s t. Uh, please make sure you're liking, subscribing, following the podcast or the channel right here on YouTube, following on, on Spotify, following on Apple Podcasts, following on Instagram, of course, that's the home base. I will do a better job of getting more engaged the next couple of weeks. Um, but other than that, I, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And as always, peace and love. Thanks.